0: Hey folks, thanks for joining me for, the, for this episode of the Embellished Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, I hope you find it interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. Hopefully I can be found on any podcasting platform that exists, and if you can't find me on a platform, send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com, and I'll try to get that taken care of. I also generally live stream the recording of these episodes on YouTube on Wednesday nights around 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can find all of my links on Instagram. Uh Uh-oh. On Instagram at EmbellishPod or Twitter at the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. It's a place to pick up these links, episode details, and more. Today is Wednesday, June the 29th, and we're going to talk about anticipated releases, things that have already released, things that are going to release, um... Just a little bit, a little bit light-hearted tonight. So before we get too far into it, it looks like my bit rate is a little low. So you'll have to apologize if the video is not great or the audio is not great. If it ends up cutting out, um, we'll uh, we'll upload uh, the recording of this after the fact. Um, if you're here for the intro, you'll have seen the you know the the intro video is the same. The logo has changed. Back at Whiskey Weekend. Somebody brought up the idea of of uh, whiskey church, and I've sort of been stuck on that. I like the idea of it. I like the thought behind it because um, you know church is a place that you go for um, socialization, for education, for a number of different things, and, and I think that's the the thing that we can all do for um, for folks. Sorry, I'm checking because making sure this is not my wife. She's out of town. Um, it's the thing we can all do for uh, people who want to consume whiskey content, learn more about it. You know, we can build communities, we can do education, we can um, fundraise for special causes, for nonprofit organizations, a whole host of things. Um, this whiskey community is very, very much like a church, uh, and in many cases, probably a little bit better. But, um, sort of thinking about that, I've been wondering about a way to redesign my particular logo, so I asked my wife. I said, "Hey, you know, because she's the talented one. I'm talented with talking, and that's about it." I said, "Hey, do you think you could uh, create a um, a logo for me? I want stained glass." And so, in the course of the day, she learned a brand new di- digital illustration um, concept. Put it together and gave me a handful of different logos that i could use including the one that's in the video and anywhere else on social media that you happen to see me it's um it's all out there and we actually had all that done before last wednesday um but i didn't get a chance to get everything pinned up the way i wanted to and then we had last week was just a nightmare of a week <laughs> lots of things happened uh, if you watch the news lots of things happened, but you know kind of on a personal level uh lots of other things happened Um, So we're hoping for a better week this week uh, and better weeks going forward. Um, Next week, next week we're going to have an interesting episode. You know, these one-offs with just me sitting here talking into the ether are a lot less interesting. Uh, The episodes where I have somebody come and join me uh, for an interview or for a conversation. I hate the word interview because it's not really what I'm after. Um, But the folks that come and join me, uh, it's always a good time and... been working on one for a while i was supposed to do it back in june and then a last minute work trip popped up wasn't able to do it and so i've got matt and mike and danny from penelope joining me next week and we're going to talk about what they've got going on we'll talk about their new architect bottle Uh, we'll talk about whatever happens to come up you know we'll, we'll try to shoot for 30 to 45 minutes and if we end up talking for three hours so be it um, those folks are on the east coast in a different time zone so they may have to finish uh, earlier than me but I'll be here for as long as it is and then next week obviously the we fourth of July rolling out you know it's a national holiday a lot of folks will be off work um, the only thing I've got is just you know be be smart uh, a lot of opportunities to enjoy um conversations and in moments with folks, uh, a lot of opportunity to enjoy whatever beverage you happen to enjoy, it's pretty simple, don't drink and drive, it's, it's pretty straightforward, so if you can avoid that type of behavior, you'll you know in, enjoy your week, and you won't have to worry about any kind of legal recourse or any other Uh, situation for that matter so 4th of July is coming up be smart about it so um, let's get on with it we'll try to make this one short sometimes some of these subjects I just sort of put them together with the interest of want to put something out want to talk about something that I find is interesting but also life precludes me from a high degree of preparation uh, with everything that's going on and let's see how many things I can bump into I'm trying to get this Uh, cork lined up, the tack strip that rolls across the top of it has to be just straight or my brain kind of dies. So the first one we're going to start with, we're going to start with something coming out of the western portion of the state. Um, We've talked about it before. We like there's somebody else here. I've talked about it before, and anybody who's super into um, bourbon knows exactly what I'm. Maybe they know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, One of the earliest DSPs that exist, DSP Kentucky Ten. This is Green River. Um, Green River launched their. first bourbon back in the um, late winter early spring um, Green River's been around for a while it's gone through a series of different names um, it's the 10th oldest obviously about DSP 10 it's the 10th oldest distillery in the state and um, they went through a series of names and then went through a rebranding a number of years ago um, they decided it was time to sort of get back to the roots and create something and so this is not a um, a new release there are some new things coming from them, and I'll kind of back up a little bit. And it's in the the, the notes of this particular episode. But um, if you're not following uh, Coming Whiskey on Instagram, you probably should be. Uh, he he she it whoever it is that happens to control that account is posting new labels through the TTB daily. Um, so as as TTB approves labels, um, they go out and they they kind of you know parse through all of that information and share it with us. So you can find some interesting things that are going to be coming out um, from different brands and kind of get some insight into what's going on. But uh, as a direct result, what I came across is that Green River has their signature bourbon. Uh, Their signature bourbon that they put out is aged more than five years as it sits right now. Um, It's pretty good stuff. You know, it's one of the most... (sighs) highly anticipated releases of 2022 everybody that i know that was into bourbon was super interested in this and it's not uh, super premium and that's sort of the thing that many of these uh, lesser known distilleries kind of suffer from is they can launch either something really inexpensive or really really premium um and they kind of default to the premium because that's easier it's easier to get people behind a a 60 or 70 or 80 dollar bottle at that point um, because there's some degree of perception that they're going to be purchasing something of high value but the the reality is is it may not be of high value but kind of trying to get into the trenches and get into a slugfest with the Jim Beams of the world. Um, it's a difficult thing for a smaller distillery to do, somebody who doesn't necessarily have the means or the production capacity to reach that. But that's what Green River does. Um, but what is interesting is not only the, distil- the, the, the distilled spirits that they're creating right now, the, the bourbon they have, but they're going to be, Moving into private barrel selections. And so um, that's one of those things that uh, private barrel selections sort of get all of the whiskey nerds excited because it's an opportunity to, um, you know, go after things that are considered exclusive because they are um, picked by someone you know or someone you don't know, someone whose palate you trust, um, any number of things. But for this particular uh, bourbon company to start with, you know, launching their. Um, bourbon line at five years and then immediately following directly behind that with uh, private barrel selections Um, you gotta love to see that because most folks will try to uh, release a number of different um, offerings within their catalog before they get into this private barrel selection because um, the mechanics behind private barrel selection are pretty tough now, they do have uh, a leg up to a lot of other companies potentially because um, Green River under the O.Z. Tyler or Medley or 10 different other brands that have um, sort of existed in that particular location um, are already doing distilling for other brands. And so they've been around for a while. They understand what selection is. Um, there's a lot of uh, bottles that you may pick up that are being um Distilled and or bottled in Owensboro, Kentucky and if it says that that's going to be Green River for sure Um, So they've been doing it for a little while This is just their house brand and their house brand is going to have single barrels to go along with it And so that's why they're able to carry around these these uh, five-plus year old um, bourbon bottles That are also going to have some availability for um, private selection and so that's one that you know we're all going to be looking forward to. And, and maybe I can con somebody who's going out to do a private barrel selection with Green River to uh, giving me a ring. It's only a couple hours from here. And it'll be a couple hours from everybody in Louisville or Lexington. So we can meet in the middle. We'll go pick a barrel together. Because obviously I don't belong doing that alone. So, I mean, it's a good solid bourbon. And it, it, it interests me to know what their single... Uh, barrel selections or private barrel selections are going to taste like you know what kind of variation can you get can you find some unique and interesting flavor profiles or do you find things that are just you know higher proof versions of what this is or you know any number of things it looks like it's going to be at 110 proof and they're bottling currently oh i should have done this beforehand if i was a Very good at the soda. So, they're bottling their current offering at 90 proof, and it looks like the single barrel selections will be at 110. Um, So, uh, yeah, we're going to pick up a little more proof. So, we'll get to try the um, Green River. Offerings at a higher proof value. Um, The next thing, this is one that I am really, really anticipating. And if I could find someone or can find someone who's going to happen, uh, hey Zach, thanks for showing up tonight. Um, Beautiful. You might need to visit an optometrist uh, or uh, raise your standards. I think you could do better. Um, I tell my wife that all the time. But um, next week, next Friday, next Friday in Danville, Kentucky, Wilderness Trail is going to be releasing their first eight-year bourbon. Um, that one's a, a huge one, I think. Um, I would suspect that they're going to have a significant line. The release starts at 9 a.m. You know, if you're in the area, don't forget me. You can pick up four barrel or four bottles each, um, and they're only going to have uh the equivalent of of what looks like uh 40 barrels of their high rye at 8 year um the price is not exorbitant it's i think 80 85 80, 90 dollars i don't know um but you will pick up four bottles at the distillery next friday um it's wilderness trail is making some really good stuff and everybody sort of watched we've been able to watch them grow from four to six and now to eight years um can't wait until we see some 10 12 and 15 year bourbons coming from them or rise for that matter but um and and when we're talking about sweet releases anticipated releases wilderness trail surely fits that bill with what they've got going on um there's there's a lot of fun stuff that's happening over there and so um, if you find yourself in or around Danville next week uh, absolutely want to do that and then there's uh, a release that already happened uh, back towards the beginning of this month and so you might be able to see one on the the shelf at a store Kentucky has this unique law that requires if a distillery has what is considered a distillery-only release, there must be some some allocation of bottles that make it into a retailer. Um, they haven't closed that uh, loophole, problem, whatever, within their legislation. And so any of these that are distillery-only, there might be a few bottles that are passed out around the state to other um, retailers, so you got a chance of finding that. But Woodford Reserve, they do their... Um, two or three times a year um, distillery uh, selection, what are they, reserve distillery selections. Um, They push out stuff. And so uh, last year this time, I believe it was the Chocolate Whisper, which is one of the most unfortunately named uh, whiskeys that you can have. uh, Because I had a baby, or I didn't have a baby, my wife had a baby. But we had two children, and I've changed enough diapers to know exactly what a Chocolate Whisper is. but it was also an appropriate name. The Chocolate Whisper did have just the slightest bit of chocolate malt flavor to it. But this year it's toasted oak oat grain. Um it's a oat grain bourbon finished in newly hev- new heavily toasted barrels. So this is going to be a um put in new charred barrels and then put in new toasted barrels. So it's a double barreled product or twice oak product or double oak product. I don't however you want to consider that. Um some of these are huge and some of these are not. So they've got their double-double-oaked and they've got um, a host of other things that they try out. The one thing that, it, that gives me some degree of interest and the reason why I think people should continue to support it is that this is where in major distilleries innovation comes from. These, these lines that are uh, creating some crazy and unique things. Um, Chocolate Whisper wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but it's a small enough bottle. It's not going to kill you. Um, to, to Buy it and it's going to continue to support innovation within even major brands because you can get a lot of innovation out of smaller brands It's just tougher to do at scale. So you like to see it. That's what you want to have um, happening And then rolling in the next one that I've got or next three I don't know is it three three different bottles. Um, this is one that I've been anticipating for years at this point point. If you're a fan of Bartstown Bourbon Company, they've had two pretty standard lines over the last handful of years. They've had their Discovery Series and their Fusion Series. And within the Fusion Series, um, they have blended in portions of their... Um, I am sorry. Hey, Zach. Yeah, I'm drinking the the Green River right now because that's what I started with, and then I'll shift to another one. It's just their Green River Standard offering, but I was uh, espousing the interest of their Green River private barrel selections that they're going to have coming up. So, um, Barstown Bourbon Company launched their Fusion and their Discovery Series. The Fusion is a blend of... um, other distilleries that they're able to purchase bourbon from, and their own distillate. And so, for a while, I was doing trying to do my dead-level best to pick up every one of the Fusion series that there were. I wanted to be able to chart from number 1 to number 10, or whatever number it was, the increasing appearance of Bardstown's own distillate, and then... Um, once they actually had it in the marketplace, their entire distillate um, in a in a bottle, kind of put it up against it and run a vertical series. And that fell apart pretty quick because I was able to get number one and then three, four, five, six, seven, um, skipped number two and we're too far gone to be able to pick up number two. But um, Barstown Bourbon Company has gotten TTB approval on their, what they're calling their origin series. Um, the Origin Series, they uh, they appear to have a bottled and bond. They have a straight bourbon. And then they also have uh, what looks like a Kentucky straight rye that is going to be finished in infrared toasted cherry oak barrels. So that ought to be super, super interesting. Um, but their um, their rye mash bill, yeah, Green River's got some pretty good stuff. And their single barrels are going to be, I can only imagine they're going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, they they've... They've come a long way since the O.Z. Tyler uh, days. I've got a bottle of the Duke bourbon that was gifted to me by a friend um, that was the O.Z. Tyler stuff. And so I want to put those up against each other at some point in time because it's the same distillery just at a different moment in time. But... um, so for the the rye uh, from Bardstown Bourbon Company's origin series that they're going to be pushing out sometime in the very, very near future, um, we're looking at um, six-year rye and a 95.5. So we're going to be matching that um, MGP mash bill, but it is all Bardstown Bourbon Company distillate. Then for the origin series, it's a 96 proofer. It's going to be six years, and their, their mash bill is, what, six four. so it's a 36% high rye um, mash bill. And then for the bottle and bond, which is probably, I don't know, maybe even more interesting, is they've, they've chosen to take their bottle and bond to be a six-year weeded mash bill, so 68-2012. That's um, a... It's a that's an interesting decision maybe they've decided for this entry for their bottled and bond for the age um the the wheated is better at that proof point it's only four proof points different so i don't know um they're both uh, items all three of these were distilled in two thousand sixteen so the timelines um, you know match up obviously their 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 distillation time frame was fall of two thousand sixteen so if they're gonna make it to a true six years then we're looking at a fall of twenty twenty two to be able to um, consider maybe even winter they could be towards a later portion of this year, but this is the kind of thing that, you know, folks I think are going to line up for. Um, the only downside is this is the kind of thing that folks are going to line up for. And so um, there'll be a high degree of demand. And then the other concern is that Bardstown Burn Company has been raising their price points pretty heavily. Um, they just announced the, um, and I'm shifting to the next one, but I, I'm not going to tell you what it is until I start talking about it. Um, They have announced the release of their world's top whiskey taster blends, and so um, if you go back to 2020 and 2021, and I don't know if they're awarded as the 2021 and 2022 champions, I don't really know how that works, but they were they won their championships in 2020 and 2021. Matt Porter won his in 2020, and I don't remember the name of the guy that won his this last year. Um, Their blends are going to be made available at the distillery in the next couple of weeks, I think it's maybe next week that they're going to be doing it. Hey, uh, Tatsu, thank you for showing up tonight. We're just talking through some releases that are happening um, in the next six months to a year that might be interesting, or some things that have already been released that that, that are interesting. But um, they're they're releasing their world's top whiskey taster blends. Um, And they're gonna be priced at like nearly two hundred dollars. And for scarcity and uniqueness, I understand absolutely understand it, and and what it takes to kind of go through that. Um, And they'll probably sell through every bottle. They absolutely probably sell through every bottle. Um, But I don't know how many of them will be souvenir hunters, or how many of them will be you know legitimate whiskey enthusiasts. So. you know they they they're obviously being successful, but I wonder what they're going to do, Bart's, what they're going to do with these three bottles that are going to be released sometime this fall or this winter. Uh, maybe they'll even push into January, but I would expect that they're going to have them out um, probably before Christmas time. What are they going to price at? You know, it's their distillate and their. Um, offering are they going to price them beyond everything else or are they going to continue to have all of these collaboration series that are going to be more expensive but their standard offering is going to be slightly less expensive to encourage people to buy their um, their specific line I don't know what the what the the, the move will be there uh, my suspicion is um, that it won't be cheap thank you for stopping in Taisu um, next castle and key Uh, This is also one that has already been released. I think they're on their third batch already, but this is one of the most highly um, anticipated releases of the last four years as well. Um, Whenever they started rebuilding their distillery, when they started um, kind of down this path, and then there's the, the... hiring of Marion Eves to be the first um, titled female master distiller in the state of Kentucky Um, and then her subsequent relatively quick departure from there um, they've been making and selling whiskey under other to other people for a while that has been out in the marketplace I believe Pinhook's been using some of their stuff. There's a number of other folks that are selling their things, um, and they kind of came out with their rye. They've got their Restoration rye, which hit, which was, you know, some of their distillate, but this summer they began the process of releasing their actual bourbon, um, and it's their first. You know, they had batch one, batch two. They were all released within a few days of each other. I think it was back in the spring, and then batch three is out as well, and then are um, you know, not necessarily high proof, but you know they—they're what we considered small, small batch offerings. Um, Castle and Keys got a great uh, set of it has got a great property, great set of grounds, um, and the distillate is not terrible. Um, the one thing I'll say is I think. If I were to rank the things that I actually own and have tried that are on this list, um, the Castle & Key Bourbon probably comes in last in meeting anticipation. It's not to say that it's bad. Um, you know, it's got some unique nuttiness to it. Um, it's got some unique flavor profiles. Um, it's it's good for for everything that it is, but. Uh, there are a couple others, like this Green River really knocked it out of the park. And then the last one we're going to talk about, um, I think knocked it out of the park, was probably one of the best anticipated releases of the year so far. We're at mid-year. You know, we'll double back on this probably in January and see you know, how close was I to write of things that were great and things that weren't great. Um, and I'll be as close to right as I want to be because it's my opinion, right? So um, Kathleen and Key released their, their batches. The, I've got some good tasting notes on all of these things. The the price point wasn't absolutely terrible. It's one of the most beautiful bottles uh, in the marketplace. And I'm pretty sure if the price of scrap metal ever gets up very high, you could sell this cork on the top of these bottles for a lot of money because they have some significant heft to them. There's I don't know if they're made out of gold or titanium or adamantium or what, um, but they are serious. Um, when you consider the whole package, price isn't too bad. Next one, Uh, I don't know if it's anticipated or if it's, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Notorious, a notorious release for 2022. James B. Beam, as they're attempting to rebrand the name, um, has this Hardens Creek, Jacob's Well, and Colonel James B. Beam Kentucky Straight bourbon whiskeys. Um, this is coming out of the, what do they call it, the Fred No Distillery. Um, it's an ongoing series of annual releases. Um, some of Jim Beam's rarest and most unique liquids. Um, their intent is to showcase the breadth and depth of james b beam distilling their credentials their age you know aging blending mash bill all of the wonderful buzzwords that exist and so they start off with the 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 marketing uh stick around the hardens creek jacobs well um, and it is a blend of 16 and 15 year old um, bourbon one's a traditional bourbon, one's a high ride bourbon. And so whenever you look at that, okay, we're looking at a 15, 16 year blend, 15 year whiskey is gonna be on the bottom in $150. Um, you know, that that $10 per year time frame seems pretty standard across the marketplace. Um, they've got a, a list of things that they're trying to to kind of pay homage to um, so you know they're kind of off on a good uh, good uh, step a foot there you know they're, they're 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 coming out ahead i feel like jake's well 15 and a half years old sounds fantastic and then hards creek colonel james b Bean kentucky straight bourbon whiskey this is it's a two-year whiskey it's a limited edition two-year whiskey and it's hard for us whiskey aficionados our uh, whiskey nerds whiskey geeks whatever we are we've got to get past age statements for sure because um, we're gonna enter into a world where blending and uh, maturation is going to be different based off of barrel selections barrel types you know, finishing a whole host of things, right? So we've got to get past age statements, but a two-year bourbon is really tough to sell, I think. It's... I guess maybe the interest is to pay homage to Prohibition era Whiskey, which would have been potentially young because they were trying to just get something out, Um Or maybe they're trying to prove something you know I haven't had it myself I know a few folks who have I don't know that they necessarily enjoyed it or thought it was necessarily that great but it's possible that you can have a two-year whiskey that comes out great but I have not seen any significantly great reviews around it yet and then the question becomes did they do this because they have this barreled and boxed offering that they're doing and they didn't have anything else they wanted to put in there, and so they came up with this branding. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe that was the interest of uh, Barreled & Box to begin with, was to kind of push out some of these new brands and give them some degree of notoriety, people taste it, and then they start talking about it well. Um, so they're trying to um, display what they can do with the two-year bourbon. They're trying to... Um, be able to show off some barrel barrel characteristics maybe some things out of the fermentation process a whole host of different things that they can potentially try to do but um it's a two-year whiskey it's tough to spend the money that's on it and i don't even remember remember what the msrp is on it but it's not cheap it's not an inexpensive whiskey for a two-year whiskey coming out of uh, Jim Beam, you know. And, and if somebody said, hey, there's a new offering of Jim Beam White Label for you know that's a two-year bourbon, um, I would expect to pay less than 20 bucks for it. Now you slap a craft sticker on it, and um, we start talking. Then maybe 40 bucks, but it's significantly more than that. So we'll we'll stop talking about Jim Beam and what they've got going on with Hardens Creek. I'm on my third tasting of this Castle and Key, and I think I actually do like it. I was on the fence about it after the last time I had it. So, uh, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. Uh, I've, I've talked about them a number of times, really have always enjoyed what they're doing. They've um, been releasing the Bell Mead line for a while. They've got the Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, uh, Nelson's Greenbrier line, and on their Tennessee whiskey that they create. They've got a bunch of fun barrel finishes. They've got a bunch of things going on. But uh, a few months ago, they kicked a little bit of a hornet's nest in stating that they were going to discontinue the Bellmead line and replace it with what they're calling the um, Nelson Brothers line, the Nelson's, Nelson Nelson Brothers bourbon. There's a reserve and there's a classic. Um the suspicion immediately is they haven't changed from sourcing the whiskey now whether it's coming from Bartown or whether it's coming from lawrenceburg indiana um, they're still going to be sourcing and blending this but what most people will agree is that the idea is that they're probably running out of some of the older stock and they're having to sort of change the flavor profile of the bottles because the barrels that they used to have are no longer available to them the the problem becomes from what I've seen so far, the flavor profile is not connecting with people. Um, the new offerings are not necessarily great, but they've got a classic bourbon. Um, they're calling it a calling it a classic bourbon, so it's a Nelson Brothers classic uh, bourbon. They uh, are trying to create a high rye straight bourbon that is. "Quote unquote" a bourbon for all occasions. I guess the idea is that it's going to be um, across meat to rocks to cocktails and so forth. Um, that's why they're going to call it a classic. Well, that's 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 their their tagline on it. And then there's the reserve, and the reserve is uh, basically you know if there are uniquely um, interesting barrels that they come across, they can go into this reserve bourbon category and they can um, kind of create the more uh, superior, higher proof, more rich um, thing that we sort of expected out of the Bell Mead bourbon for a very long time. And so it's almost like this becomes a replacement for that. Now from everything that I've read subsequent to the... Um, the um jettisoning of the bell mead line i believe it has become maybe distillery only or tennessee only there's still some bottles that are floating around at least in 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 my uh, area and i hope they continue to float around because i thoroughly enjoy what bell mead was and um have yet to pull the trigger on any of the nelson's Greenbrier. uh Nelson I'm sorry Nelson brothers line of bourbons um, this last one I think is my favorite It's absolutely my favorite and it's gonna be even better um, so that's what they're doing. I haven't tried it yet know some folks who have you can go over and uh, listen to uh, Perry and Eric talk about it uh with this is my bourbon podcast uh, they've got some they've got a review out on it um that doesn't always mean that <laughs> They, they, they preach the gospel. Uh, there's there's a couple of episodes of different uh, particular bottles that they don't care for that I do. And that's the whole point of the whole thing. Um, but I relatively do trust their palate. And so they've they've got some pretty good insight on it. And so the last one. The last one was probably the one that I looked for the hardest. And it took me the longest to find. It's already been sold through. And it's about to be on its second batch. And so, um, back in the spring, got the opportunity to go to Whiskey Weekend Batch 4, uh, right here. Um, hey, Independent Joe, thank you for showing up. Um, got an opportunity to go to Whiskey Weekend Batch 4 and and actually have a conversation with um, Mike and Danny. And um, Matt, who does some of their... Uh, other event type stuff. I've known him for a little bit longer. Um, you know, we've we've been Instagram friends and then met in real life back at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival when he first started working for him. They um, released The Architect this year, and there's a fun story about it. And I'm not going to get into it too deep because they're going to be joining me next week on um, Wednesday night, uh, and we'll talk about this and and so much more. But um, they have their four grain mash bill and so if you've been around for a little bit you know they've got you know they've got their four grain they've got a couple of other things other things going on they've got some toasted barrel offerings they've got a number of different things um i've yet to taste anything that they have made that i dislike um and you know they have made kind of becomes this term because they're considered a, a, a non-distilling producer they purchase already completed whiskey and then finish it out in unique ways um and so they started picking up um french oak staves and french oak is something that i was already interested in uh specifically you know it starts with makers 46 like it did for for most of us and then you start seeking out other offerings of french oak um through anything that you know maybe old Forster has or um through some of our um Broken barrel offerings through Davidson, Davies Davies County does a French oak. There's a number of different people that do French oak, but um, that's what they went after is they're doing French oak staves in Kentucky straight bourbon, Um, but it's two different types of French oak staves. They're trying to, and this is the thing that French oak can bring in is that it can bring in a high degree of tannin. And they're trying to limit that, uh, which you know I, I wouldn't have a problem with high tannin, but a lot of people would. Um, but it's a four to five year bourbon, got a lot of super fun, super interesting flavors. But this Penelope uh, Architect was one of the best bottles I was able to pick up. Um, that was not considered a premium bottle, I guess. I don't like to say that because you know, premium is a price range, not a quality concept. Um, but it's it's really really good. There's there's a lot of uh, fantastic flavor, and it's one of those things when you start anticipating a thing for long enough, you start getting concerned that it's going to be a letdown. And this absolutely was nowhere near a letdown of any kind whatsoever. So, um, you know, we've we've ran through a series of different releases and. Um, kind of got to go back to go follow coming Whiskey. Go hop over there to his Instagram account, his, her Instagram account, and see what's coming up. Look for anything that might be interesting to you uh, in the very near future, Um, because uh, a lot of these things, if you don't know that it's coming, um, you may miss out. Um, and if you have a distillery that you're a super big fan of, go sign up for their their emails. Um, that's how I found out about Wilderness Trail, doing their release next Friday. Now, if I could make my calendar work, I would absolutely be up there um, trying to pick up a bottle or four. Um, but it's not going to work out because, you know, I have a job. And Friday at 9 a.m. in the Eastern Time Zone when I work in Central is just... Just not feasible. It's just not an option for me. But um, a lot of folks will. Maybe you've got a friend that's going to be up there. But this is this is this is where we are, right? So I just wanted to talk about some fun releases from this year, or that are going to be coming up this year, that maybe you should be looking out for. Maybe some things that are out there that have been releases that you shouldn't be looking out for, or you should be cautious. Uh, I'm never going to discourage anyone from purchasing a bottle because everybody's flavor profiles are significantly different. And um, you like what you like, and I like what I like, and sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're different, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I haven't had too many things that were just patently bad. You know, Jagermeister is patently bad. But for the most part, things are okay. But um, I think that's the, the long and short of it. Like I said, next week at uh, normal time, we're going to have uh, Matt and Danny and Mike from Penelope on with us. We're going to talk through this. We're going to talk through um, Architect 1, Architect 2, um, and any other thing, you know, that maybe some of their Toasted series, their Rose casks. Um, any of that stuff, whatever they want to talk about, we'll talk about. If they want to talk about, you know, raising children, we'll talk about that. You know, whatever comes up is what what it will be. Um, it'll be interesting. And then I've got a couple more interviews that I'm working on. I hate that term. Um, a couple more conversations that I'm working on. Uh, maybe somebody from Maker's Mark. Maybe somebody from uh, another brand. I think Lost Lantern might be joining me in the future. Um, working on a couple other people that are uh, whiskey adjacent, but. I'm interested in having the conversation anyway. So um, thanks for tuning in for this particular uh, episode if you enjoyed this please leave me a review on whatever platform that you're consuming this on Uh, leave a comment on YouTube hit the thumbs up um, subscribe do all of the things Uh, you know I'm not a big self promoter that's one of the things that I potentially do where worst Um, but if I could at some point in time get over a hundred subscribers that would help me to change the URL and that's all that I'm really after I mean you can subscribe I'll change the URL and you can unsubscribe you know whatever Um, but you, you can find me on Instagram, um, or Twitter, or any other place, and it can redirect you back to YouTube. So if you could do me that uh, favor, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated. Um, I still have this. Here, we're going to put this out here. So back at the This Is My Bourbon podcast weekend, if you've made it this far, you, you, you have earned this. Uh, this is my bourbon weekend Um, knows your bourbon was in the the crowd he was a part of the event he uh, was able to share with us these um, sample kits these bourbon nosing sample kits Uh, and i had been on the fence about buying a kit from him for a while um, just to kind of see what it was and you know I'm I'm not a big person on free uh, not for any reason other than like I understand what it costs to, to make a product, to put something out, to try to do, um, <laughs> try to make a business out of a thing. And so I like to support people. And so once we got through the weekend, I went out and purchased my own I purchased my own kit with the extended pack because I said you know hey if this guy's willing to just kind of toss these out to people it's just a a, hey you know I appreciate everybody being here Um, I'm willing to send some money his way but that leaves me with this spare kit and so if you are interested in that kit leave a comment on YouTube and we'll have a conversation I don't know if it'll be the first person if it will be the most interesting comment uh, whatever it is let me know and I will um, send to whoever whomever I don't know which one is right right this kit um, within it are six different um, vials that have different flavors you know? and we'll pass it over to you it's got a little taste a little smell tasting wheel thing and a little note on how to do stuff um i'll send that your way because i appreciate you being here um don't know how i'm gonna make that decision yet but we'll see we'll see if anybody leaves the comment because like i said we are at the end of this video we're 40-ish minutes into this if you're still here you probably deserve it you may be the only person that says anything um, if you already have the kit, or if you already have something similar to it, you know, let me know. Maybe I'll send you something else. I don't know. Um, but appreciate it. So um, back to the closing. There was a little squirrel. Uh, that kind of distracted me, but uh, hit me up on social media on Twitter or Instagram using EmbellishPod. Give me a follow so you can see what's going on here. I can be found on my website at www.embellishpod.com. Um, it's currently being updated a little bit. It's still active, but it's being updated a little bit um, to match the new branding and whatnot. Maybe at some point in time we might have a t-shirt that is available. I'm mainly doing that so I can order one for myself. Um, don't expect anybody to ever spend money on stuff like that, um, but all of my links, accounts, content contact details, it's all on the website and I'll be back again next week with another new offering for you. So until then, thanks and cheers for hang thank cheers and thanks for hanging out.